Welcome to the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we believe you are fallible and what you do matters. episode number 85. I am Justin. And I am Shauna Wood. How are you, honey? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm okay. Good. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We have another lighthearted topic for you today. We're talking about the benefits of boredom. That sounds exciting. <laughs> so throughout this interesting time in history with the quarantine and that kind of thing, Justin and I have both been working online. And... We have added remodeling projects to our to-do list. Finish, and finish the book. You finished, you wrote a book. Right. And I have started taking a class and implementing all kinds of new marketing strategies in my business. Pivoting your business completely. So I'd say we've been operating like maybe at 120% level compared yeah. to pre-COVID. I feel like you and I are not at sustainable levels right now. I know yeah. I'm sleep-wise not. I've got to slow down to get some sleep. Yes, I'm, I agree. I'm I behind for the past two or three weeks. I'm struggling. So. <laughs> I overslept and if this like, on video, people I overslept could tell. <laughs> three, yeah, I overslept three alarms this morning. Yeah. That's very much not like me. <laughs> yes, true, true. So. So, but while this has been happening and we have been like bulldozing through things, our children have come down to what we call light school because right. we homeschool year round. We do short breaks, you know, like week-long breaks at different points throughout the school year. But in the summers, we just pretty much cut down to, like, math and reading. Right. And then they do, like, fun learning projects right, kind right, of right, thing. Right, right, right. Yeah, for sure. So, more so now than I remember ever before in our family's mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. I have heard our children say, I'm bored. Right, right. And we've kind of been struggling with this. I have been struggling with it because... You more than me. <laughs> I'm like, suck it up. (laughs) Because like everyone else, you know, when you do education at home, you get through the same amount of curriculum in a much faster amount of time. Right. Which means for these last couple months that we had quarantine, our children have colored in coloring books. They have taken an extra art class online. They have played board games. They have done jigsaw puzzles. They have done all of these things that typically would fill up an entire summer. Right, yeah, because they've already pretty much had summer break at home, like yep. everyone else in right. the world. Right. So what we're looking at for American children, this is like the longest summer ever. Yeah, because... Because they pretty much started it two months ago. And Dr. Fauci or whatever said, expect homeschool again this fall for the people who are out there. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to tell you that I heard someone on the radio, and I just heard like two minutes of the podcast. It was a Focus on the Family podcast, came on... But I was in and out of the vehicle, so I didn't hear very much of it. But the thing that I heard that grabbed my attention was this psychology expert said, if your children are saying that they are bored, that does not mean that you have failed as a parent. Right. And I didn't even realize that that bothered me, but I had this wave of peace when I heard this woman say that. That's good. She was like, you have not failed. Your children have not failed. Right. We are all going through very unusual circumstances. And it's okay 
embrace the boredom. Right, yeah, yeah. And then I had to get out of the van to go get gas or something, and and I didn't get the rest of the podcast. Um, But I started looking into what are the things that are the benefits of boredom, and how does that practically play out in our family and other people's families? Right. So, first thing, just wanted to give all the moms and dads out there this little update, you are not a failure if your children are saying that they are now bored. Right, right. I don't struggle with that. I'm like, oh, you're bored? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. We'll fix this real quick. Like, no problem. It is not an issue anymore. Right. I will help you. <laughs> and there are some automatic responses. You know, like for years, if particularly like when we were doing foster care, mm-hmm. if someone i was trying to teach them to become more independent and to solve these problems themselves so i just made the rule if you come to me and tell me you're bored i'm giving you a chore period it didn't take very many times for them to come and like have to scrub the baseboards or whatever extra deep clean chore oh yeah that they stopped coming and telling me that all right kids the same way they know better than to say i'm bored solve my problems right and i did hear of another mom that automatically it's 10 jumping jacks like, if you come to her and you say you're bored, she's just straight off, give me 10 jumping jacks, give me 10 push-ups, you know, whatever. It's like yeah. exercise. Yeah. Um, and another idea that I heard of was, because I did go back and finish listening to that Focus on the Family podcast a couple days later, she suggested everyone in the family gives 10 ideas or 20 ideas of things that could be done. Maybe the parents come up with a list of chores Maybe the kids come up with a list of games, whatever, and they post it in a place in the house, like the refrigerator or something. And then if one of the kids says, I'm bored, then the parent just randomly says a number, like mm. go do 14, right, right, go right, do 36, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever it is. It could be clean the toilet, you know, right. whatever it is, the kid has to go do that thing. Right, right, right. So all of those are just kind of like get the stress off the parent because it is stressful right, to hear yeah, your kid yeah. come to you need like requesting for you to solve that problem right right and and i don't know what you have in your notes all your notes here but i think having a routine so you can avoid a lot of this not every day right but you have a morning routine and a morning schedule about like we moved more toward reading time so once they get up they might have might not have a ton of homework right now but they can read for 30 minutes right and that's the routine that hey have you done your reading like, we don't have to go through that every time. Right. Because it's part of the routine. Yes. So the more routine things you can build in, not that there's still going to be times where they're like, that didn't last as long or life just happens and they're done early. Right. So. But yeah, routine definitely helps because then they know what to expect and it's just not this like, oh, wow, I got a whole new day. I have no idea what to do. And it's easier for me to yell at them if they don't have... <laughs> If they've not even, like, you know, some mornings it's like, whoa, I'm I'm going to be Jabba the Hutt this morning and just sit on the couch. That's what they act like. I'm like, what are you doing? Have you got your stuff done? And I can rattle off. Have you done A, B, C, and D already? Uh, 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 uh. Well, you better get going, dude. Okay. You know what I mean? Because right. I, I don't have to think about it because it's kind of like the default setting. Right. And then after a few times of that, I'm like, listen, you're, if I have to come in here and tell you again, you're going to start losing privileges. Right. Because this is silly. How old are you? That's one of my favorite questions. How old are you? <laughs> I'm four. <laughs> well, four-year-olds should be able to 
<laughs> That's my usual speech, isn't it? That's pretty much verbatim the speech. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I did a little more investigation and found an article in Psychology Today that talked about five benefits of boredom. One said that boredom can actually improve our mental health because the modern brain is generally overloaded with information Mm. and distractions. Right. For sure. Check. And I think we have actually intentionally created some boredom on this level Mm. with saying that we have... We've been implementing one day a week with no screens. Right, yep. And they have. And it has been amazing. We have more peace in our house on the no screen days than than on the days that they can play screens. They they take responsibility for their own day, basically. You know what I mean? Right. And on days when they can play screens after lunch, they pretty much wait around for that time after lunch. Right. Like, they're like, eh, we don't really want to do that. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, I don't want to do that. You're like, well, you could go do this. And they're like, eh. Right, right, right. Because yeah. they know they're going to play screens in 30 they're, minutes. They're and they don't focused wanna, yeah. on that screen time. Right. Yeah. Okay, number two, boredom can actually increase creativity. And right. I think that we just saw a good example of this with our 14-year-old. He has been playing a Xbox or, I don't know, whatever that game is. Um from World War Two, it's yeah. a historical war yeah, yeah. game, and so he came to me totally unprompted, and he was like, "Hey, I think I'd like to make a model of this battle scene from World War Two. Can you get me some supplies?" <laughs> and he has started like creating. I mean, yeah. he's like cutting like D Day, yeah, D Day battlefield, and and all yeah. of that kind of thing. But that just was his spontaneous idea. Right. Because nobody else was giving him any suggestions on what to do. Right, right, right. And yeah, good. All right, number three, boredom motivates a search for novelty. Mm-hmm. And I think even, especially one of our kids, our little girl, who just loves to be outside. She'd rather be outside than yeah. do anything else. Yes. And she will go out, and she's like, oh, I found a new flower. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She's like, she has... A lens to go and see what's new outside and explore it yes, each day. Yes, she does for sure. Go All right, ahead. Go number ahead. four. Continue on your list. <laughs> Boredom not- motivates a pursuit of new goals. So here's another thing that example is that our two oldest sons decided that they wanted to start a YouTube channel. Right. And so that was going to require reading about it. Mm-hmm. watching other people's videos to learn how to do it, figuring out the video camera, figuring out all of these things because they were like, well, we might as well conquer something new. We right. got all this time on our hands. Exactly. Yep. Yep. For sure. And, and it's been good for them to have to go through that process of hitting a wall. We don't know what to do next. I was like, welcome to your adult life. <laughs> Nobody's going to hold your hand, dude. And I mean, I, I was like trying to be helpful, but I was like, this is honestly what it's like, feels like to be an adult. Right. You don't know what to do next. You have to problem solve. You have to work your way through it. They're like, huh. I know they're <laughs> like, dad, you don't make adulthood sound yeah. so good. <laughs> like, suck it up. <laughs> All right. Number five, boredom improves self-control skills. Right. And my example for that is church. Yeah. With our first son, I always had like 
from the time he was born, <laughs> like a bag full of snacks and, and drinks and books and toys yeah, and all this stuff. Junk. And it decreased as the every more, child every child so that i mean honestly like our youngest son he gets to pick up two rocks in the parking lot and bring them <laughs> into the service i was thinking about that today when yeah, we were sitting in crazy. church like he's just never had i mean he didn't take pacifier even you no. know i mean it was like he just never got anything because right. we had learned along the way that if you have that expectation yes. and you train them yep. to be able to sit and be still, mm-hmm. they don't have to have all that other stuff. Right, exactly. And I feel like that that church pew experience mm-hmm. has benefited them in other ways. Okay. Because like when we go and we're waiting at a doctor's appointment mm-hmm. or even sometimes if I'm on an important business call right? and they just have to wait in the other room. <laughs> Yeah, and I no. mean, like, that's just yeah. reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's negative consequences for them if they don't wait patiently. Right, right. And <clears throat> I remember we used to, with kids, we would just practice setting. This is the blanket. You set on the blanket. Right. Like, if you have, like, little, little people, like right. toddlers and preschoolers, we would just have blanket time. Right, right, And we right. would just teach the skill of, you just sit here. Right. And I mean, we would give them, like... One toy. They could have one toy. <laughs> you get rock and a stick. Make your own toy. You could have one toy, sit on the blanket, stay on the blanket. Right. And just learn to be content. Right. And be self-controlled. Yep. Right. It's definitely a learning process. So, all of those things to say, moms and dads, number one, not only do you not need to feel guilty if your child is saying that they're bored, but number two, there are actually some benefits to them owning that experience. Right. And I do think if we go back to the generational shifts, there are some generations that are more bored. They just don't have as much through the process. You know what I mean? You look at me like I'm blank. Flesh it out. Like the artist, uh, well, back to the uh, Strauss Howe views on generations. Right. There's one of the groups every 20 years that's extremely creative. Right. And a lot of that creativity. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But, well, I'll... Every 80 years, there's a group in that 20-year section, one of the four within that 80 years, who's a lot more creative. Right. And a lot of times, those those are the ones that come out of like quarantine. Periods. Or that kind of thing. Like we talked about Newton a long time ago who came out, you know, who had just these crazy thoughts. Um Anyway. Scientific breakthroughs because right. he was quarantined on a farm. On a right, farm, right? Like, right. What exactly. Else you do? Exactly. So, right. It does expand your mind. I'm, I'm kind of concerned with technology that people are just shoving screens more in people's faces. You know, kids' faces. But it, all this applies to adults too, right? Like, can you deal with your own boredom without checking Facebook? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm asking you a question. <laughs> I no. think I, I feel that I mean? by deciding to learn new things right. and take on new projects. Right, yeah, yeah. Like we like, said, which is why yeah. we're both exhausted because yeah. we've tried to fill this have, boredom space with all these things. Right, right. So I think I think we need to allow ourselves as adults to feel bored sometimes. Right. Just to be sitting there or just I don't know what to do next. Right. So I've got a closing thought. Philosopher Bertrand Russell 
who was musing on the makings of a happy life, said, A certain power of enduring boredom is therefore essential to a happy life and is one of the things that ought to be taught to the young. To the young. You may learn to be bored, son. (laughs) All right, guys. I hope that this was helpful for you. We would love to have your feedback. If you have other hacks for what you do when your children come to you and say that they are bored, we would love to hear them. You can connect with us on Facebook if you search for Less Stress Family, on our website, lsfpodcast.com, or on Shauna's Instagram account, Shauna Cherie Wood. Remember, you are valuable and what you do matters. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you.